Welcome to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered, America's first medical money-saving show dedicated to protecting you from becoming a victim of the nation's number one cause of debt, stress, and bankruptcy. Medical Bills, physician and medical billing insider Dr. Virgie Bright-Ellington shares her expert secrets made easy and gives you practical tools for affordable medical bills. Everything you need so you can pay off medical bills fast. Join us on this mission to crush medical debt, because when knowledge is power, saving you time and money, health is wealth. Today, we're counting down the top five things you didn't know about paying medical bills, whether you have insurance or not. Now, I'm going to say most of us live in the United States do not know that we're just one accident or serious illness away from a lifetime of debt or bankruptcy, even if we have, quote unquote, and I'm putting it in quotes, (laughs) great insurance, even if we think we have awesome insurance. And many of us think that, too many of us think that the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States is medical bills because those people didn't have decent or good insurance or any insurance at all. It's not true. Not true at all. And what you don't know can seriously cost you in your financial future. So let's get started so we can make sure it doesn't happen to you or someone you love. All right, counting down. Number five, as of 2023, most medical debt happens to people who have insurance. In the United States, as of last year, people who had medical debt, meaning a medical bill that they were not able to pay off at the end of one month, actually had insurance. And this is an an interesting statistic, and it's not going to get better. It is part of the system that we're in. And and I'll talk more about this actually next week, about why the system is what it is. It's not going to get better. When I say the system, I always say I hate to sound conspiratorial, but it really is the American healthcare system is one that is structured, not really on purpose, but it is what it is. It is structured such that it's not going to get better. Those of us living in the United States who have to interact with the American healthcare system are going to be at risk for having significant debt and maybe even destroying our financial future. So this has been going on since the ACA was put into effect, the American, uh, apologies, the Affordable Care Act went into effect in 2010. And what the difference is since the Affordable Care Act or ACA went into place is that policies, health or medical insurance policies now contain coinsurance. And so this happened because the, the ACA required that health insurance, commercial health insurance providers accept all comers, meaning they can no longer bar those of us that have pre-existing conditions. So you can buy an insurance policy whether you have a a pre-existing condition or not. Well, you know, these are publicly traded insurance companies. These major Health insurance companies in the United States are publicly traded, which means that they have to actually, by federal law, and we'll get into this some other time, I'll probably talk more about this next week. By law, they have to show a return to their shareholders, meaning show a profit year after year after year after year. And if the Federal law requires that they can't screen out people who are really expensive, meaning those with pre-existing conditions. Well, they're going to have to figure out how to make their money guaranteed somehow. And that's by requiring that we pay more of 
or actually percentage and, and larger, depending on your policy, larger percentages of your bills, and that's coinsurance. So many insurances have coinsurance ranging from 90-10% all the way to 60-40%. So 90-10%, the insurance company pays 90% of every bill that they are medical services that they agree to pay. And that's another story. We talk about that all the time. They say that they're not going to pay some things and you're on the hook, depending on what it is. So 90% they'll pay of what they agree that's appropriate (laughs) to be paid for them to pay. You're on the hook for the remaining 10%. And then it goes all the way up to 40%, 60-40% coinsurance, which means the policy you have, if the insurance company agrees to pay the service, that means they're only going to pay 60% of that bill and or that service, and you're on the hook for the remaining 40%. So this is why, as of 2023, the numbers officially show that most medical debt is with actually with hospitals and with people who have insurance. So keep that in mind. We're all at risk, whether we have insurance or not. Number four in our countdown to things you did not know about paying medical bills, the top five things you didn't know about paying medical bills, is that if you have insurance, you're not supposed to pay any bills, meaning zero out of pocket for certain preventive services. Now, I talk about this a lot, and I was just talking about a case in which someone was charged for screening colonoscopy, some percentage of a bill that's supposed to be zero for screening colonoscopy, one of the preventive services that's covered by the ACA direct federal law to be completely covered by the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. We just talked about this two weeks ago, where there was a case where a woman and her husband had their screening colonoscopies done, and they were sent a bill, and the insurance company said, yeah, well, we covered our part, and the (laughs) provider who did this screening colonoscopy said, well, yeah, This is, we charge extra for trays, for surgical trays. Uh, No, everything is supposed to be covered. And in that case, we discussed how to make sure that you have your insurance company cover those services and or the provider works it out with the insurance company that they drop that extra CPT code. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was a, they charged a in this case it was a real bill because it had CPT codes. And they gave us CPT codes for surgical trays for the instruments involved in the colonoscopy. So that was 2 weeks ago. But this week there's another story about a screening colonoscopy, frankly a money con from a provider. So this one comes from NPR radio station WBAA in Greater Lafayette, Indiana. And this story involves a local TV reporter there in the Greater Lafayette, Indiana area named Karen Campbell. And she is very active when she's apparently when she's not working her regular job as a local television reporter. She teaches a Zumba class. So she's really active and proactive about taking care of her health. And so she got a letter after she turned 46 from her doctor saying that she was due for a screening colonoscopy. And she's like, okay, great. She booked her appointment right away with a facility called Eskenazi Health in Indianapolis, Indiana. So this is the deal. Her primary care doc sent her a letter saying, hey, now that you're 45 and older, you need to get a screening colonoscopy every 10 years for optimal health. And this is according to the CDC. So this is a routine screening that involves putting a camera 
through the rectum. And so they can look in the colon to make sure that there's no growths like tumors or polyps that can become cancerous. So basically to cut to the chase, if there's no polyp, there's no possibility for cancer. So they make sure that there's no polyps or little growths and they just take them off just to make sure that they don't degenerate later and become cancerous. And what this does is data shows is that doing the screening colonoscopy starting at age 45, if you're of average risk, some of us are at high risk. And so you wanna speak with your doc, your primary care physician about your risk. If you're at average risk, then it decreases your risk from dying from colorectal cancer by more than 80%. So Ms. Campbell says, yeah, you know, she's like, okay, this was easy peasy. She says she was lying on the gurney and they're counting down from 10. And she says the next thing she knew she was awake. And so she was like, all right, this is easy peasy. Awesome. Life is good. And her doctor said that her results were clear. And she thought, she says she thought, quote, the most uncomfortable part was over unquote, quote, unquote. Then the bill came. She was hit with a $765 out-of-pocket fee. And she said, you know, she was stunned because she says, I know that preventative screenings like colonoscopies, mammograms, cervical cancer checks like pap smears are not supposed to cost patients one penny according to the Affordable Care Act. She knew this. And so this is where, this is where in the uh, discussion in the NPR uh, WBAA radio station coverage of this story said they interviewed a uh, principal with the American Cancer Society's Cancer As- A- Action Network. Uh, her name is Anna Schwemlin Howard, and she says the ACA rules were supposed to improve access for preventive services for people in the United States because we delay or skip care for fear of medical charges. We can't afford it. And she says, <laughs> she says, you know, the law was meant to encourage people to take advantage of evidence-based preventive services to keep people healthy for as long as possible and to detect diseases, problems like cancer early before it becomes a problem and can take you out, right? And she says, one of the ways that you wanna encourage people is to remove as many barriers, especially financial barriers as possible. But Ms. Campbell says, you know, ever since she had the, the colonoscopy, all she's been facing are barriers. So she is on an insurance plan, private commercial insurance through her employer, which is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas. Eskenazi Health, which is the facility that did her colonoscopy, billed her insurance for more than $6,700 for the services. So Blue Cross Blue Shield paid half of it. Well, their agreed to contracted rate is about half and they paid all of it except for all of the contracted rate except for $765. And Ms. Campbell knew better. She says, this is not appropriate. I'm not paying this. And she said she fought them for a year and a half. And she said, you know, going back and forth with calls, texts, emails, she said it was just finger pointing between the facility as uh, as Ganassi, I'm not pronouncing it correctly as Kanazi Health and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas so this is a thing so the ACA the Affordable Care Act federal law says it's the responsibility of the insurance company not the healthcare provider to ensure that preventive care like Ms. Campbell's colonoscopy is totally free for the patient. The problem is, is that they did not include the provider for this responsibility, just the insurance company. So this is a loophole that providers can exploit and have been exploiting to given the opportunity to tack on other charges 
and let the insurance company decide if they're going to cover it or not, or pass it on to the patient. If you're enjoying the show and you've learned something or found something to be helpful, let us know. If you're listening on Apple, hit five stars and leave a review. Even if it's just a few words, it will help others know what you found particularly useful. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button below and give us feedback. Let us know what you think and what you found valuable. When you share your feedback, you're doing a lot to help others. So you finally had to see a doctor for that problem or question that's been bothering you. You had no choice. Now what? Are you prepared for that big expensive bill you're going to get? Without the right information, you're going to lose your savings and possibly even go bankrupt. Please don't wait until that happens. Don't get crushed by medical bills. Go to crushmedicaldebt.com backslash checklist to find out how three simple steps saves you money and maybe your financial life. Crush Medical Debt is proud to be a supporting partner of Single Care. In my research, Single Care's free drug discount card saves us the most money on our prescription medications, even compared to insurance. You know, I say this a lot. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. <laughs> That's where I found it. I found it in verywellhealth.com healthline.com, and helpadvisor.com. Single care, which is available to all residents of the United States over the age of 13 for free, is a prescription savings card giving you up to 80% in discounts without having to share any personal information. And unlike other more well-known free prescription discount cards, you don't have to pay for a membership for extra discounts, and it's been cited as best for future savings compared to all free prescription discount cards. What makes Single Care unique is its bonus savings program. When you register for it, you earn money towards future prescriptions. And the program even offers around $5 in savings just for signing up. And since 2014, Single Care free prescription discount card has saved users over $1 billion. And unlike more well-known free prescription discount cards, Single Care has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. To use this free prescription discount program, all you have to do is go to singlecare.com. If you're looking for a specific prescription, just search that prescription and choose a participating pharmacy and download your free savings card. Or to download your free savings card fast to use at any participating pharmacy, including CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and Kroger, just go to crushmedicaldebt.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. So in the other week's case, the, the provider tacked on a charge for the supply, a supply tray, meaning the supplies that are involved with doing a colonoscopy. And in this one, <laughs> in this one, they tacked on an additional fee with the correct CPT codes for anesthesia and recovery. So this is how Ms. Campbell's case played out. 
Eskenazi Health used the correct CPT codes and the insurance company, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas, covered the screening colonoscopy itself, but did not cover the almost $3,000 for, quote, recovery room, unquote. So that's where the staff monitors the patients when you wake up from anesthesia. And that's where this $765 bill came from that they sent to Ms. Campbell, the patient in this case. So this is the thing. If the colonoscopy had been done at a doctor's office, like an outpatient surgical center or a clinic or the office that's not associated or affiliated with or connected to a hospital, this recovery room charge would not be there. So we've talked about this before. Please remember getting services done, medical services done, procedures done at a hospital, as opposed to an outpatient surgical center or clinic is going to cost the most. It's going to cost you more because a recovery room doesn't exist in a doctor's office. It's only in facilities like hospitals. The monitoring of the patient happens, but it doesn't happen in a separate room. So that's an opportunity for a hospital to tack on an additional service that in this case is not affiliated with, it's not the, it's a separate CPT code from the colonoscopy. So Eskenazi Health says they stand by their handling of Ms. Campbell's medical bill. And they said that, you know, our doctors and nurses continuously monitor patients in the recovery room to make sure they don't have any problems like breathing or heart issues. And their staff on standby and medical resources ready to go in case of any complications. And this is from the the facility's chief financial officer, Eskenazi's health chief financial officer, Nicole Harper. And she says, you know, we bill, our hospital bills for recovery room charge for screening colonoscopies all the time. And we hadn't run into issues with insurance before. Okay. So again, it's putting the responsibility on the insurance company to catch these additional little, what uh, the radio station WBAA is calling a game of (laughs) whack-a-mole. You know, they're pointing the fingers at each other. The facility is pointing fingers at the insurance company and the insurance company says, yeah, we paid all the CPT codes affiliated with, or that is the screening colonoscopy. And, you know, if other things get missed, well, it's not our fault. We paid for the screening colonoscopy. Yeah, okay. So the CMS, the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services says, not only should there be zero patient cost sharing for the screening colonoscopy itself, but also for any services that are necessary to perform the procedure. And this includes anesthesia. Right, If it's integral or incidental to it's necessary to perform the procedure, then it needs to be covered. But the facility built for recovery room, and that's how that's how the facility got around the decreased, I should say, discount with the insurance company getting paid by the insurance company at a discounted rate where they know they can pass this CPT code or the service off to the patient who's going to pay it full freight, right? They're going to pay it MRSP, Manufacturer Sticker Retail Price. And that's what they're counting on. So the, the um, WBAA, the radio station, NPR, local radio station, reached out to a CMS representative and it said, they said that whether the fees associated with recovery room usage are permitted to be charged would be dependent upon whether the recovery room usage is an integral part of performing the colonoscopy. All right, duh. The thing is, is that they're not, there is 
no statute in the ACA that requires the oversight of providers billing appropriately and not breaking out, I should say, uh, unbundling is another word of services separately from the covered screening colonoscopy. So people are saying, well, maybe you shouldn't get the anesthesia done. Okay. (laughs) So docs, physicians, and patient advocates talk about that a recovery room needs to be part of a colonoscopy. And whether you go to a separate room, like in a hospital, or you're being monitored in a doctor's office after the procedure by an anesthesiologist, because the procedure is unpleasant at best for many of us, many of us choose to undergo the colonoscopy under anesthesia. Many of us will say, you know what, I'm not doing it unless you put me out. So it really is that a recovery room should be, or is really should be considered integral to the procedure, an integral part, a complete part of the procedure. So according to, and this is what they're counting on, Eskenazi Health is counting on the fact that, yes, they did not violate any CMS laws. They didn't violate any state or federal laws or the ACA laws. But the researchers folks that do work in this public policy in public policy particularly with health insurance and and healthcare say it's it's whack-a-mole right so the healthcare providers want to maximize their revenue and charge for every little service they can get right full freight from while insurance companies and health plans want to pay as little as possible so for the past 10 years, allegedly, since the ACA has come out, CMS has been allegedly trying to stamp out some of these really egregious practices by providers while ensuring the insurance companies and health plans don't pass on any cost to the patients. But because of this loophole where the federal government says the insurer has to pay for everything, there's no clear directive to the provider. So every time someone has a colonoscopy, there's going to be problems that are potentially going to, it's just a matter of time, right? They're going to crop up for patients. So that leaves the patient in the middle with the provider and the insurance company pointing their fingers at each other. So good deal. Ms. Campbell stood her ground, didn't pay the charge. And what do you think happened? Of course, they sent the hospital Eskenazi Health sent her bill to collections, to debt collections, to debt collectors who, like she said, hounded her like they would call and blow up her phone, text and call like she said, sometimes as many as five times a day. So what did she do? What did Ms. Campbell do? As a member of the local media, she got the media involved. So she reached out to Side Effects Public Media, which is a health reporting collaboration uh, based with WFYI in Indianapolis that partners with NPR stations across the Midwest and the surrounding areas. And apparently less than 48 hours after she reached out or after, after she reached out to them and 40, less than 48 hours after they contacted the hospital about her case, <laughs> Someone informed her that they took her bill off of debt collections. They removed her bill from collections. And they also contacted the insurance company to appeal and ask why Ms. Campbell's bill wasn't fully covered. And <laughs> this time, once the this media uh, entity, Side Effects Media, <laughs> reached out to Ms. Campbell's insurance company. They said, oh, um, it's covered. It was a processing. <laughs> they wouldn't talk about it. They said, even though she'd given them an uh, override to give them authorization to discuss it, they said, well, we can't discuss Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas. Her insurance said, oh, we can't discuss private cases. Yeah, but um, it was a processing, quote unquote, a processing error in the claim. And they finally fixed it. 
So, you know, this is an issue, you know, because many of us in the United States don't know how to dispute medical bills. We don't know that there is a problem in the first place that we don't owe it. So we just pay and struggle or they don't pay. And that medical debt becomes another problem that, frankly, for many folks, that pushes folks into poverty. And Ms. Campbell says, you know, in, in her case, she says, it worries me about folks in the future. She says, like, my husband is due for a colonoscopy. And because of my case, he doesn't want to get one because he doesn't want a bill. She says, so it comes down to your wallet over your health. So the moral of the story Number one, preventive services that your insurance has to cover at no cost to you, including no copay and no insurance, can be found at healthcare.gov slash coverage slash preventive dash care dash benefits. And we'll put this link in the show notes. Two, when you have a case in which the your insurance company says that you have a responsibility, a part of the bill that they didn't pay, meaning you get a bill from the provider for one of these preventive covered preventive services by the ACA, file a complaint with your state department of insurance. Sometimes this is called getting an external review. But if you file a, a complaint with the State Department of Insurance, this is something that insurance companies are not going to be happy about. And they don't really want you to know that this is an option that you have to get an external review by in every single state in the United States. All 50 states has the State Department of Insurance with an external review process. You can find a template to file a complaint at crushmedicaldebt.com slash resources. Number three, while you're waiting to hear back from your State Department of Insurance, reach out to your local TV or radio or news media. They happen to be able to get things uh, going. For lack of a better word, the local facilities, hospitals, medical centers, and insurance companies really don't like bad PR, bad press. So... Stand up for your rights. You know that you have rights. And some of it, one of the rights is that if you have insurance, there are certain preventive care screenings to save your life potentially that your insurance has to cover at zero out-of-pocket cost to you, period. So you finally had to see a doctor for that problem or question that's been bothering you. You had no choice. Now what? Are you prepared for that big expensive bill you're going to get? Without the right information, you're going to lose your savings and possibly even go bankrupt. Please don't wait until that happens. Don't get crushed by medical bills. Go to crushmedicaldebt.com backslash checklist to find out how three simple steps saves you money and maybe your financial life. Crush Medical Debt is proud to be a supporting partner of single care. In my research, Single Care's free drug discount card saves us the most money on our prescription medications, even compared to insurance. You know, I say this a lot. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. <laughs> That's where I found it. I found it in verywellhealth.com, healthline.com, and helpadvisor.com. Single Care, which is available to all residents of the United States over the age of 13 for free, is a prescription savings card giving you up to 80% in discounts without having to share any personal information. And unlike other more well-known free prescription discount cards, you don't have to pay for a membership for extra discounts, and it's been 
cited as best for future savings compared to all free prescription discount cards. What makes single care unique is this bonus savings program. When you register for it, you earn money towards future prescriptions. And the program even offers around $5 in savings just for signing up. And since 2014, single care free prescription discount card has saved users over $1 billion. And unlike more well-known free prescription discount cards, single care has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. To use this free prescription discount program, all you have to do is go to singlecare.com. If you're looking for a specific prescription, just search that prescription and choose a participating pharmacy and download your free savings card. Or to download your free savings card fast to use at any participating pharmacy, including CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and Kroger, just go to crushmedicaldebt.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. All right, counting down to number three, top of five things you didn't know about paying healthcare bills and medical bills. So if you have insurance, please remember to check your EOB, your explanation of benefits, or if you have Medicare, your MSN, your Medicare service notice, services notice for fraud, for services you didn't receive. And the way to protect yourself from this, to you know, the, how's it go? Uh, an ounce of pre- prevention is worth more than 10 pounds of cure, right? Prevent it from happening in the, in the first place. Just don't accept any medical services or devices or braces or creams from anyone who calls you on the phone. If you didn't reach out to a facility or a service or a retailer for something, then you don't need it. <laughs> there is no reason for you to answer a phone from a number you don't recognize. And there is zero reason to accept medical services or devices from someone who just calls you and says, hey, you know what? I think, you know, we understand that you have knee pain you know, they'll just make up something either they have, unfortunately, they've hacked into some information, they know that you have a diagnosis, or they just use a general diagnosis that many people have, you know, if you're having pain, you know that your insurance, especially Medicare, but your insurance will cover it at no cost to you. So this week's fraud case, there's a fraud case that came out this week, where a California health telemarketing company pushed <laughs> or conned people into accepting overpriced and unneeded prescriptions and medical devices to thousands and thousands of people in Southern California. And so this week they were sentenced. There were seven, there were 15 people total who were indicted and, and charged and for this insurance, health insurance scam that came to an amount of $40 million is what they were able to scam from insurance companies. So uh, 15 of them got jail time. There was 15 of them that were apparently indicted and involved with this. And some were felonies, some were only misdemeanors, but some were felonies, but it sounds like many of them, if not all, got some jail time in addition to having to pay back like more than $8 million in restitution. So they, people unfortunately uh, create like shell corporations, you know, fake corporations and say, hey, you know, we're a real 
call center or we're a real medical device company or a real pharmacy and they would <laughs> talk people into sending in and unfortunately there's some cases not in this case but in some cases their docs they get physicians to sign off let them use their their um prescriptions to sign off on getting things like neck braces and back braces and pain creams that they don't need or that aren't indicated. And then that gets sent to the insurance companies and there you go. So if you don't need it, <laughs> you're not going to have someone call you and say that you need it right? You're, this is something you're going to work out with your doc. If your doc says that you need it, your doc in person will write out the prescription or send the prescription into the appropriate pharmacy or medical device company. Never accept services and give out your insurance information over the phone, please. So Number two, counting down. Number two things you didn't know about paying medical bills. If you have insurance, providers billing you for CPT codes or services that insurance deny as incidental or integral is a form of balance billing. So I was talking with a listener this week who's done a great job with advocating for himself and doing the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill to make sure his insurance is covering things appropriately and to make sure that the provider, the hospital where he had services more than a, a year ago, actually a couple of years ago now, to make sure that they're billing appropriately, that they're not balanced billing. Well, this great advocate for himself, <laughs> in this case, he went through the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill and noticed that his insurance did not pay certain services because they were deemed, quote unquote, incidental. And incidental, like we talked about a couple of steps ago, top five things you didn't know about paying medical bills. Number four was, hey, if it's incidental or integral to the service, you can't break it out separately because breaking it out separately is more expensive and it leaves the patient on the hook for the consumer, on the hook for balanced billing. Meaning if it's not covered by insurance because the insurance says, hey, incidental billing, if it's um, a colonoscopy, you can't break out <laughs> You can't break out anesthesia separately from the overall procedure because it's integral to getting the procedure done. Another example I like to give, which is straightforward, is if you're billed for a hernia surgery, a CPT code that's a hernia surgery, you can't, the provider cannot break out, you cannot be billed, and the insurance will not pay for a separate CBT code for incision, right? Because doing a skin incision is integral, incidental to part, a required part of getting an operation done, right? So in this case, this really astute, super smart, I am so proud of him. Uh, in this case, uh, this listener said, you know, he's not going to be taken advantage of a smart consumer patient advocating for himself and saying, yeah, um, I have insurance, but I'm not going to be taken advantage of. I'm going to do the three steps of the only right way to pay medical bills and get the CPT codes from the provider and match them against the EOB, the explanation of benefits, and their CPT codes that they've agreed to pay for or not, if it's denied, if it is denied as incidental, then the insurance, um, apologies, if the insurance company denies a CPT code or service as incidental, then that portion of the bill cannot be passed on to you. 
That is a form of balanced billing. Don't do it. You're not going to get conned by this, right? All right. So number one, the number one out of five things you did not know about paying medical bills is the three steps apply to you whether you have insurance or not, meaning the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill applies to you because of what we just talked about. Number two of the top five things we don't know about paying medical bills is because sometimes the insurance will make a mistake and not cover things as they should, meaning they don't catch when a screening procedure, covered procedure by the ACA is broken out. They don't catch those things. Or sometimes because the provider deliberately (laughs) puts in, or I should say, breaks out, does integral break out like an a la carte of things and will bill things that the insurance won't pay for and they're hoping you won't catch, you'll just think of it as just part of the bill that you owe. So if a medical bill you receive is an amount that you can't pay off at the end of the month, then apply the three steps whether you have insurance or not to protect you from getting into financial trouble for bills or money you don't owe. So three steps. Number one, make sure that the bill that you receive is a real bill. I don't care if it's an itemized bill. I don't care if it's a detailed bill. You want a real bill A real bill is a bill with CPT codes. So if it doesn't say CPT somewhere, cross it (laughs) with a bunch of things underneath it or CPT slash HixPix HPCS, which is a type of, a subtype of CPT code. If it's not there, you're going to have to call back the provider's office and ask for one, a provider's billing office, I should say, and ask for one. And unfortunately, this is a big deal because eight to nine times out of 10, what you're getting, what gets sent to the patient is not a real bill, meaning it doesn't have CPT codes. And why would a provider send patients a different bill than what they send insurance companies is because they know that 99.9% of us don't know that we're being tricked. We don't have basic medical financial literacy in the United States because it's not taught to us. And in the United States, if you don't have basic medical financial literacy, you don't have financial stability. And they know most of us don't know that there are certain things that we have certain rights and there are certain things that we are not to pay for. Step two of the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill Once you get a real bill with CPT codes, and again, CPT codes, think of them as as what, as to medical services, what barcodes are to products in a retail store, every procedure, test, office visit, anything you can think of, medical service, test, or procedure in the United States has its own unique CPT code. So now in step two, you've got your CPT code. You're going to, and this is the, the important step, you're going to either Google or now I do chat GPT search of the CPT code to get, number one, a description of the code to make sure that I haven't been overcharged. And two, and this is the money maker, <laughs> this is where the money is, literally, you're going to find out what Medicare pays for those services because Medicare, unfortunately, People think of as, oh my gosh, I don't have Medicare. I'm not old enough. No, you don't have to have Medicare in order to have the right to automatically negotiate and say, hey, this is a fair retail price. This is the lowest, most fair retail price you're going to get for medical services in the United States, period. 
And you have the right to advocate for yourself and say, hey, I know that this is a retail price that's accepted and the lowest retail price for medical services that's accepted. So you're going to total that up, the amount that Medicare pays for those CPT codes that you received in your bill, and take that total to step three. And in step three, you're going to call back the provider's billing department or patient accounts department and say, hey, yeah, um, you know that bill you sent me for $10,000 for that emergency hernia surgery I had to have? Well, um, yeah, in my case, I am willing and able to pay $3,000. This is a hypothetical example. And it sounds like a huge, huge amount that is an unusual difference between what gets charged as what I call an MRSP, Manufacturer Retail Sticker Price, and what Medicare pays, but the, the numbers are pretty common. There's a huge gap between the amount that the MRSP from a provider is billed and what Medicare pays. So you're going to say, yeah, um, I am willing and able in our hypothetical example to pay $3,000. Who can I speak with who can help me make a payment plan and make sure that it's an interest-free payment plan that fits your budget no matter how long it takes? It may take you 60 months, five years. Make sure it's within your budget because if you have a bad month and you don't make that amount immediately, you're going to be sent to collections. That's the opportunity for the facility to send you to collections. All right. So there you go. The five things you didn't know about paying medical bills or what I call the five things, top five things you didn't know about getting rid of medical bills. You can totally do this. You can get rid of bills and stop paying money that you and your loved ones do not owe. You got this. Thank you for joining us on this mission to crush medical debt. Now go to crushmedicaldebt.com to learn how to save the most money on your medical expenses, where you can download America's number one free prescription discount card and join the hundreds of CMD Nation community members who have saved thousands. 